Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Georgian trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! What up, what up? My name is Nick Ingvall, and this is the Sneaker History Podcast. For me, sneakers has never really been about the shoes. It's been about the people. Sneakers have been the connection to friends, business partners, unforgettable stories and memories, and opportunities that I could have never imagined. My goal has always been to create something that opens doors for others to find ways to do something they're passionate about for a living. If you're already a member of the Sneaker History Discord, you know how great the community we have is. It's so much more than sneakers. When someone needs some help getting through a tough time, the community is there. When someone in the community drops a new product line or publishes their first YouTube video, everyone is quick to support. That's why this year we'll be launching a series of new podcasts directly from the community. The first is a Formula One-focused podcast hosted by myself, Rohit Malhotra, and Todd Yates, where we hope to make becoming an F1 fan a little easier and give you a better understanding of the sport whether you're just starting to watch or a longtime fan, you can check it out at exhaustnotes.fm or linked in the description for this episode. As always, thank you for supporting Sneaker History, and don't forget to tell someone you like their kicks today. And today, I wanted to share an episode that is a little outside the norm for the podcast. You all know how we like to share our rockin' and coppin' with you. Well, our Discord community does the same on a daily basis. And on Fridays, about 7 p.m. Pacific time, community members hop on our Twitch channel at twitch.com sneakerhistory to share some of their latest wares and newest pickups. This episode is one of those group conversations, and if it's something you'd be interested in being a part of, hit the links in the description to join our free Discord community. Thanks for supporting, and enjoy the show. <laughs> what up, what up? Welcome to the Sneaker History Twitch, YouTube, wherever you're watching us. Uh, we've been already having a pretty good, great conversation, so sorry we're, we're late to the 7 o'clock start, but, you know, this is kind of how live streaming works, right? either technical difficulties or people just having a good time talking behind the scenes and forgetting to hit go live so we're here got the whole crew with me a new crew that you might not have seen unless you're in the sneaker history discord but i will toss it around and let everybody do their own introductions uh let's start with dalton who i could see next to me on the screen here how you doing man doing pretty good man uh just chilling having a good time talking to y'all uh i'm dalton what's up people welcome I'll go, guys. Go, <laughs> go for it. Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm Bradley. Uh, I'm pretty new to the Discord last couple of months, and uh, happy to be here and talk about sneakers with you guys. Hell yeah. Hey, I'm Andrew. I'm uh, happy to find people as consumed all with uh, sneakers and Star Wars and wrestling as uh, I am. <laughs> um, yeah. Hi. <laughs> guys how's it going my name is chris uh i like long walks of the fridge and old clothes. 
what's up, everyone? My name is Julie. Uh, I like video games and sneakers. Uh, this is the perfect group to be in for both of those. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> a shout out to Mario in the chat already. Yeah. Um, yeah, as, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good around the around the horn intro because I think it's the thing that I love about the sneaker history discord is one, we rarely talk about anything sneaker history and two, like there's as many conversations, not about sneakers as there are about sneakers. <laughs> so. Yes. It's the, it's the gateway drug to nerddom. <laughs> it's it like, really is, man. It really is. Connector. It's a connector. It's yeah, the it's coolest like nerd thing I have. It's like sneakers, sports, and then cars. Probably the three <laughs> most talked about things. And there was a lot of F1 gossip this week and, you know, new announcements. So I think exactly. we were all pretty lit about that as well. Yeah, yeah. that AlphaTauri car is doing it right for me. It is so pretty. Yeah. It's, I think they all look sick. I think they're well, amazing. And I've got three of probably the most active Golden Girls channel users <laughs> yes. and contributors here with me, too. So, you know, like, who would have thought you would get, join a sneaker Discord and, and end up sharing Golden Girls? The question is, forever. where wouldn't you share Golden Girls? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be a part of any group that doesn't share Golden Girls. If you don't have a Golden Girls meme discord uh thread in yours i don't want to be a part of it you know it's off exactly what a, what a sh I shudder thank you for being right, frank, so... guys. <laughs> likewise right back at you oh <laughs> uh, so the the concept of this show if you've listened to the podcast is rocking and copping we kind of just talk about the shoes we rocked recently shoes were either cops or looking to cop um i don't know anybody want to start us off I brought a whole bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with those two things that are around <laughs> me. So uh, we could just jump in with straight up with the the other stuff, Sharon. I'm good I, with that. No, I I went like themed. I went. Uh, it's All Star Weekend in Cleveland, so I pulled out a couple of my favorite Jordans. Well, it was Michael's birthday, obviously, this week that everyone was talking about. Um, but I grabbed a couple of Jordans that I really like, uh, and another pair that's I think worth talking about here. All right, let's start us off. Pull one of them out. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, so these are uh, some Jordan, I think they're 28s. Is that what these are? Yes. Jordan 28s? 28 SE. Yeah, yeah. Um, all-star version. Um, I actually think this pair, I mean, I haven't played basketball in a long time, um, but I think these pair, th this line was actually quite comfortable. Um, and I think they're cool. And uh, so I brought these out. The most recent ones I got um, were, uh 35s is that what these are 35s 34s yeah i think they're um, that's a 35 right this is 35 i think the lows yeah um that's saying a lot about jordan uh, about current model jordans right there yeah uh these are wildly comfortable i don't know if uh you guys have a pair of these but these are quite nice um so i brought those two and then i mean obviously my favorite all-star uh stephen curry uh, but the Nike uh, SC 30s oh, before he, you know, whoa. before Nike blew the whole relationship over a PowerPoint presentation um, <laughs> with uh, Steph and he went to Under Armour. So um, they did four versions of these this year or the year that they made these. I think it was uh, these James Harden and two other people that I do not remember, um, but they were all really, really cool um, in all their team colorways uh, yeah. before. That is pretty crazy. Dope. 
That's a dope looking shoe. And then the last one, which is not also related, because he didn't wear these for the big dunk show, but uh, the Quakes, the Blake Griffin Quakes that I think, you know, everyone loves the dunk contest when he jumped over the car. Um, And these are just one of my favorite shoes from, you know, mid 2010s. I think that's one of the most amazing like glow in the dark shoes that's ever been made yeah yeah they're they're, they're, pretty amazing. So good. they're yeah they're uh anyway so i just grabbed a bunch of all-star shoes and thought it was you know very appropriate that's very good it is yeah it was good i didn't even know they made actual curry branded shoes for nike that's pretty look at amazing the look at like here is i'll that- put it up like yeah, that's like SC30 with like 2012, you know, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, 20, wow. uh, 2011, I think is what's on that's the That's terrific. It's interesting because yeah, the there. SC30 is actually like almost like it's almost like they were close to doing the SC30 that Under Armour used, but they just yeah. didn't quite get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah actually, like that. So, those. yeah, so that shoe and like that era with Nike basketball was, was actually really, uh, I would say it was like really like good and bad for, for a couple of reasons. So like they made a ton of the, of the like player exclusives like that. Right. But like a lot of players didn't get signature shoes. Right. Like that's why, you know, Steph ended up leaving essentially is like, look, you're not, you're not going to get like the full package that you would get going to under armor. But like, then like, you know, as a Kings fan, Tyreek Evans got like exclusive hyper dunks that year. And like, I could get him at house of hoops in Sacramento. And like, that just doesn't happen any for anyone ever in like the basketball world. Right. Like small markets didn't get that kind of stuff. So it's like good and bad, you know, but it's such a cool, like, it's like an, like an under, I don't know, like underappreciated moment. Right. Because a lot of people probably could walk into a local a local like house of hoops footlock or whatever yeah that's where i got mine from the bev center right like i walked yeah. in and i was like they had all four pairs and i was like yeah i want the steps right like that's yeah because because the, the reason why i think i even found out about the tyreek evans is because somebody found a pair in new york that like wasn't supposed to be there in the house <laughs> of hoops and we're like hey you should go check out the house of hoops in, near you because like it's a sacramento colorway it's like black and white and purple you know it's amazing but perfect pretty yeah. cool yeah Rookie of the year, Tyreek Evans. Yeah, rookie of the year, Tyreek. Reek Roy, the hashtag. It was like the first time I remember thinking of a hashtag for a player. <laughs> um, the end of every commercial. I, I have a couple pickups that are the exact opposite of uh, All-Star Basketball. <laughs> yes, yes, you're <laughs> from. Yeah, uh, so... See you half cabs. <laughs> yeah, you guys know I'm a huge, huge fans fan and a huge half cab fan. It's my favorite shoe ever. It's also the 30th anniversary of the Vans Half Cab this year, so Vans is kind of putting on a lot. Uh, the first one is just this uh, really nice GR colorway I picked up from uh, Slam Jam. It's just Those black are... and purple. Those look nice. Yeah, purple's my favorite color, so they're pretty fantastic. Um, and it's got the croc detail like it does on most half cabs. So I'm pretty happy with these. And then um all-star or all-nation skate jam it's big um skate festival in texas that's all i really know about it i should probably learn more but every year they do a collection of bands um usually with pendleton too and uh i got another pair of those which are these uh pretty pretty limited from what i understand these shoes are always limited um they don't 
yeah, they just don't make very many of them. And I'm super happy with these. The quality's pretty bomb. And uh, that Pendleton print on there is pretty fantastic. That's I uh, quite yeah, that like it. Cool. Yeah, any anyone that's a fan of that, that kind of looks like a radioactive. Is it a wool upper? Uh, no, no, no. It's um, it's uh, mostly suede, and then that's uh, what material is that? That's just a cotton. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, oh, cool feature on the outsole is this big blue stripe right on the forefoot. That's I love it when Vans screws with their outsole. Me yeah, too. That, that's usually something only uh, Takahayashi used to do, but uh, they seem to be doing it more often. Uh, and I'm really happy with it. I just I love half cabs and Vans, and we'll be buying more this year. So. As you should be. Do it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so we'll see I, what else comes out. I told you before before we started recording, but uh, it's, it's like, I don't know why, but half cabs, that little eyelet that's like singled out and on its own if it's a contrasting color right there yep if it's a contrasting color i'm sold it's almost like doesn't matter what the rest of the shoe looks like like that's kind of what i'm like drawn to for some reason yep, it's like mike right in the there. mini swoosh <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah mini swooshes forever yes yeah, yeah uh, they are really nice side. yeah underrated yep put a mini totally. swoosh on every air max one True. Okay, maybe not all of them. <laughs> Most of them. All right, who wants to go next? Me. Yeah. Uh, cool. So I've been a, a kind of a bad person with my wallet lately. So my rocks <laughs> and my cops are the same. I like to. I don't. I don't put my shoes on ice. Like if I don't, if I don't have to. So I just they go right to my foot. I'm not gonna say right to piggies because that's weird. <laughs> Um, but embarrassed to I, say it out of the Discord. I it's weird. It doesn't feel good. Um, <laughs> so I had to do a bit of finagling on these. Uh, I had to do some sales and then some trades and to get the capital and raise for these the uh, the Ooh. New Balance nine nine eight in the Kith Spring colorway. I, I I both of my my the things I'm going to show have a sense of local pride. I'm I'm Northeast guy. Um, so this is New York and then my cop, I, I, I kind of went a little nuts today, but I've been waiting for these ever since they got, um, they got announced, but, uh, and, and it's kind of my local, my local store, I guess it's, a, it's still about 40 minutes away, but it is New Jersey's sort of sneaker boutique. Uh, but these are the Packer. Oh shit. Oh, those are so nice the yeah, packer um the packer forum highs uh the materials wow. on these are just like insane there's it's almost like one of the undefeated dunks with all the materials on it there's there's tumbled leather there's hairy suede there's those more. are so yeah but uh this pack i, I actually hit on them this morning on packer.com and i had some time today <laughs> And I sold a pair of shoes, so I, I got the navy colorway as well. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sorry, I got the, the red colorway when I drove there. So I have one coming, like, tomorrow, nice. and then I bought one today. It was, was kind of cool. Wow. The photo shoot for those was really dope, too. It was just, like, very simple. like, yeah, so it was, like, it just felt so chill, right? It was, like, yeah, 
I think that's like a fun, it's nice that you pointed that out. Cause I always, I thought it was very like unassuming and, and just like very easy breezy in the way it doesn't feel contrived or staged or trying to be snotty. So I was pretty happy when I saw that uh, little book book there. Yeah, totally. And, and like, I love when they do like, it's it was like real right it's like there's a dude in, with a skateboard that's not a skate shoe they're not selling it as a skate shoe but that's life right you might be on a bike you might be on the subway you might be in a car you might be on a skateboard you might be playing basketball in any shoe like you don't have to be like this is a skate shoe i only skate in the shoe like and i i wish more brands would just be aware of like life like photo shoots as opposed to like very like hyper targeted specific things to be like this is how it's supposed to be done. Oh, yeah, but I saw that fixes the other day. I was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, say that again. I saw a guy uh, skateboarding in Carmine Sixes the other yeah, day. Yeah, see, that's kind of crazy. I love that. <laughs> I want to see him do play soccer in Carmine Sixes though. Oh, geez. We're gonna do cross skating <laughs> or dodgeball. I've seen photos of people skating in foams, and I'm just like, man, that's gotta be difficult. Oh yeah, there's like yeah. no pivot. Like it's you're in, you're in. Yeah. Well, yeah, foams are heavy, and they're really stiff unless you're a big dude. And man, I don't know how you would get any board feel or like the control you'd have, like uh, for your like your forefoot has to be so down compared to, like a normal skate shoe, like. Hey, yeah, it's badass though. Go, go do it. It reminds me of uh, who was it that was playing basketball in Timberlands? Oh, shit. oh was it uh, Gilbert Arenas recently? Right? Were they York? Was it Gilbert? <laughs> Probably Gilbert. Yeah. Yeah, he played in Air Max Pluses too. That was or no? Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, Nick, you'll yeah. you'll probably know this name. Uh, I brought it up to AJ a while ago. The um, I think it's a a, a Greek guy who. Played basically strictly in Air Max 90s. Oh, really? He played NBA in exclusively Air Max 90s. That's crazy. What's his name? I do. I do remember someone that that did that. Uh, Cephalosha. Yep. Yep. I do remember that. Yeah. Not not Greek. I would never play basketball in running shoes. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here you go. There's the answer. You just got to wait for Travis to hit. The Thanks, comments. Travis. <laughs> Thanks, Travis. <laughs> yeah, I probably talked to you about that too, because that's just one of my favorite things is that that dude just only played in '90s. That's so cool. Well, it's it's crazy because you know, like I wear so many different shoes that I just I forget about stuff like that because I'm not. Aside from like maybe skateboarding around the neighborhood a little bit or like taking the dog out for a walk or something, like I don't really have to think about what I'm wearing, right? Because I'm like just pretty low key and not doing a whole lot. But I did this. Uh, if you haven't if you haven't had a chance to to check it out, I did a uh, I was a part of an oral oral history for the Nike Cortez on NPR, which talk about bucket list being on an NPR radio show. Like, let me just like check that off. I'm gonna put that on my resume somehow and be like, yeah, they talk to me. That's why you should hire me from now on. They talk the to me. <laughs> they talk to me. No. But actually, like the people that were on there in a part of that, you know, like my friend Miles is like probably like not probably, he is by far the most like 
dedicated Nike Cortez collector has like probably hundreds of Cortez um, has almost every pair that I've ever seen. I mean, I occasionally will send him something and be like, is this like an actual thing that happened? I don't remember this, you know, and he's kind of my resource for that. But like Mr. Cartoon, um, Estevan Oriol, guys that I like, like admire all my life, you know, and to be a part of it was just really, really cool. I say that to not to brag, but like I put on the pair of Cortez because I was like, I got to wear these today because this actually got published because the interview happened months back. And, you know, anytime things like that happen, you never really know if it's going to happen. So like when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is so cool. Grab the pair of Cortez, put them on, like take the dog out for, you know, the morning walk. And I like almost rolled my ankle just like (laughs) normal walking because like the shoe is just not it's not like stable at all, which I just hadn't worn something like that. Like, you know, I, I guess like I'd worn Chucks in the last couple months, but like I've been wearing like the stupid, not stupid. I love the shoe. The ZX 8000 neighborhood Adidas so long that like I was just so used to that feel. And like, you know, Mika, my puppy, two years old, she's a little, you know, she's a little aggressive and can like yank you pretty hard she's really just like a little tiny tank so if, she's also very strong yes exactly yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. and like if she wants to go someplace you better be prepared to not go that place is all i'm saying <laughs> right so like it completely got me into my like nostalgia head thinking about all these things because i never really thought about that kind of stuff but then you see people skateboarding in cortezes all the time you see people skateboarding in or like you know, playing basketball, right? Like I have friends that played in Air Maxes and, you know, like Air Max 95s and like, like, I guess maybe I'm, I'm like spoiled in a sense that I get to experience a lot of shoes or I'm stupid enough to spend a bunch of money on enough shoes to like be able to say that I know the difference between them. But like, it's just something that's really interesting because it's come up multiple times now in conversation over the last week or two. So I don't know. I just, I don't know if like we all realize like how much the brands used to sell us on the idea of like buy one shoe for everything. Now we buy 12 shoes for every, you know, seven days of the week. But even every seven days, it's every like three hours of your day. Did you go to the gym? Are you going (laughs) here? Are you going to walk your job? You know, it's. Yeah. Robbie just was saying that he's like, yeah, the guys in the NBA now play like one pair of shoes per quarter or something. And sometimes they'll play five pairs of shoes or six pairs of shoes in a game. It's like, wow, crazy. crazy. It's kind of awesome. It's crazy to think about the the tennis shoe being like a on the court, off the court type of thing. And how everybody's just wearing like the same like shoe for leisure. And now there's like, you know, a shoe so tailored to walking in an urban, like, you know, environment versus walking in the woods or something like that, you know? <laughs> totally. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Who, who, who wants to, who wants to share next? I'll go next. Chris. All right. <laughs> I went out the room twice to just go grab shoes. So <laughs> hell yeah. I'm sorry. Not sorry. So, uh, first, <laughs> Stussy all court. Nice. So nice. Yeah, I got these. One of my favorites. I traded some Yeezys for these and I fucking love them. So I love, I always like Stussy's nuances where 
hair, past, present, and future, and then Stussy insole, really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I love that Stussy logo on the tongue. Hey, you got to show the outsole on that one too. I got the black pair. Oh damn! Yeah, I entirely forgot about oh, this. That's so cool, shit. So yeah. Cool. So awesome. Yeah. So uh, it's it's like such a practical, a white sneaker with like a snake's snakeskin swish, like, and then small details that just make it happen. So yeah, this was awesome. Uh, I got the I literally got these at like twelve in the morning this morning. Oh nice! <laughs> oh hell yeah! Oh so, yeah! Kind of gives it away. Right. Yep. Uh, but, yeah. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Ninety-five. I've had maybe six, like five or six pairs in the last twelve years of these. Is that the twenty nineteen or twenty twenty pair? This is the twenty fifteen. Oh, okay. So, okay. And they brought back the PSI. Really nice touch. Um, I like that they brought this box back. Yeah, me too. But I wish it was the narrow. I mean, Nike's done a good job in making like a slimmer profile boxes of sneakers, right? Like the Air Max 90s. Oh, yeah, the recrafts. Yeah, and they did a good job of like the slim profiles and stuff. So I was a big fan of that. Um, yeah, so big classic. I'm kind of working on my HOA history of Air, Air Max models. So I'm looking for the Air Max one in red and air max 180s in the ultramarine color nice but of course on my terms i think they're not to say they're bricks necessarily but there's they're pretty affordable right yeah but i want to just pay what i for like the absolute unheard on some player prices <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah yeah they will come uh, yep osiris d3 og then awesome. i mean uh, right. nice so, I, these are heavy as shit. But tanks, I, man. They also look like tanks. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. I love them. Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. So I'm uh, I'm pretty pretty happy Osiris retro these. I never had D3s growing up as a kid. But uh, these were fucking awesome. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they kind of remind me of like a turtle shell almost. A turtle, like the, a turtle shell? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what an interesting perspective. <laughs> It, yeah, sweet. The, the evolution of that style of shoe into being this, a high fashion shoe is really unexpected with like those London uh, sneakers that's basically a D3 ripoff. Yeah. It's yeah. so wild to me. Yeah, it's weird. Like they have the D3 upper and then like a cupsole or whatever. Yeah. And then, well, last... and then like the the ASAP Rocky Under Armour shoe a few years back, right? Like right. nothing more happened from it, but like the shoe was almost a direct ripoff. Right. It was weird because nothing followed up, but like a small, a small wave. And I don't, they didn't even do like multiple colorways or anything like that. Yeah. So crazy, man. I don't get it. Yeah. So last pickup, 2002 Vans Redmond. Nice. I posted my story on the cord, but I had this model uh, in 2003 before I got into like actual Vans. My mom took me to the outlet and I got these were like the it's funny uh, that vans outlet it still exists here in vegas and it was like a buy one get one free type deal and this was one of them and i wore them to the ground as uh, people say and uh yeah this is, i got these for 50 bucks off ebay nice and nice. yes 
2002. I'm probably going to un-DS these in the next few weeks. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Those are awesome, That's man. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's always good to get that, like, like get back to that shoe that you, you have memories with that you just completely wore as long as you possibly could, you know? Yeah, I think to me it's like a, a mile, like an obligatory milestone, like as a, a sneaker collectorism, like to find your first sneaker. Yeah, I, I, I think pretty that, cool. To me, that's like really important. Like, have your foundation for sneakers, right? Like, I think that's something everyone should have if they they're like sneakerheads. So why not? Totally, like it. totally. Also, can we just talk about Stussy and the font and like how that's actually someone's handwriting? Like, I just wish in my next life, I want the gift of having cool handwriting. That's all I want. <laughs> you can still practice. It's like an art, you know, you create, you know, you create your own next version. I think it's interesting to think how like uh, in the 80s and 90s, that hand style and having that identity and thumbprint was like really prevalent. Just in like, hey, I may not do things in hip hop, but I could do graffiti or like have a really cool hand style and boom, here we are, which is like a really big dying art form, in my opinion. Yeah, totally. I, so before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about uh, the social media and stuff, and we talked a little bit about TikTok. And, and I said, like, I'm basically like a teenager when it comes to TikTok, like I'm on it more than I would like to admit. Like sometimes, you know, I'm on it for, I don't want to say hours at a time, but like, you know, you get lost. It's easy. Yeah. You know, and next thing you know, you're like, oh, I forgot I was actually just in the bathroom or I forgot that I like, you know, started boiling water or something like that. And you're <laughs> like, life is like passing you by because you're <laughs> scrolling through TikTok basically. But I will say that. Recently, I went down a very like related rabbit hole on TikTok of, uh, like, please pens, say calligraphy pens and calligraphy yeah, and, and I like, would get lost on yes, it's so good. People are people YouTube are rabbit holes will like yeah, well, it's crazy like yeah, yeah. I'm wildly jealous of their skills. Yeah, exactly. It's That's beautiful. I mean, it's yeah, it's really quite something. Yeah, they're underappreciated art, to say the least. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, right? Because we have just, I mean, this is totally off topic of sneakers, but like we have this, uh, you know, this kind of tra trajectory for, for what people call street artists, right? Where it's like, cool, if you can do graffiti, maybe you can make a vinyl toy. That's, you know, like, that's how you make your money like but that's like common right like that's a lot of these guys have to go through like the process of being like an artist that goes from graffiti into like drawing more is like yeah some of them are going to get to do murals and like that but like, that's not like a lucrative career path compared to like you know cool i made this character or i made this art and then i turned it into something where i can sell thousand pieces or ten thousand pieces or whatever it is just a weird yeah, thing look at the future aliens like those things are <laughs> so popular yeah i mean like yeah. the cause stuff right like i mean i love yeah, all nothing... obviously i have I, like i got a roll guys sorry something just came up at home all good all good Bye, have a good one man later yeah nothing can touch uh cause companions and and bear bricks like those those two things are like the king of that yeah, it's, it seems like it, but it's also like it 
it is an easier entry point for for collaborations to happen right like i think julie and i talked about this a few years ago because she got to work on some very cool bear bricks in my opinion but like a big brand or an entity that's massive amounts of people can't like they can't say let's go do some cool graffiti right there will be people within the company that might be able to think that but mm-hmm. to sell like a whole company on the idea of doing something like with a an artist like a cause or a future or slick or somebody that has like a very like kind of specific art form right it's it's really interesting because the bear brick is like a cool way of like oh this is this is just a thing that people do as a marketing tool to get their name in front of a very like specific audience and it gives them credibility in a lot of ways right like you know and the way that metacom set it up to do that right like originally they don't do this anymore but like originally it was like in order to have a bear brick you had to have like the tiny bear brick the 100 percent bear brick first then you graduated to the 400 percent, and then you would eventually get to do a thousand percent as long as you were you know like somebody they wanted to work with and it turned out to be successful and like that was cool because then you then you got to see the progression of of thoughts from an artist where it was like oh you know um you know maybe the first i can't remember what the first staple one is but like the first staple one being 100% the second one being like uh 400 and and the 400 was like a a shipping box theme right where it's like people are just buying stuff all the time so we wanted to like acknowledge that like this whole world of like you know being a small store and shipping all over the world like those kind of stories kind of evolve, which I, I really love to see, but total tangent there. We could get back to sneakers at this point, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's interesting, like, you know, how uh, these collaborations are like a platform to reach new customers. Like we talked about the cause and uh, North Face collabs, right? Yeah. Like, and that's like, a, I mean, North Face is a brand that's like an outdoor brand but then it's also this like essential like streetwear you know brand too like i don't think growing up if you didn't have a north face you know in the bay area like you know (laughs) i don't know what you were doing (laughs) um so it's just really cool to just see these brands that you don't necessarily think like like their leadership might you know not know what cause or you know any of this stuff is but um you put the information in front of them and it really makes so much sense to do that yeah totally i mean and and i think you know collaborations in general like it's just it's a way to get like influence within the company from outside the company without you know if you work for a big company it's a great way to maybe spread some ideas that wouldn't traditionally work within a big company if you work for a small company it's a way to grow your ideas and your concepts and you your reach through those bigger you know potential brand partners so i you know i, I know that a lot of people and we've talked about this at length on podcasts dalton's on one with me where we talked about it and we talk about it almost every week that we're on a on a zoom call but like it's a really fascinating thing right because you know one when, when we when we see this stuff, right? Like, like Chris's Stussy collab, right? That shoes, like, I don't know what, what is that? A, is that the 2012 or 2000 might even be 2007, maybe? No, this is a, yeah, 2010, 2010. So like that's 12 years ago, but like, it's still, it still makes me excited the same way the 
first time because i didn't get it the first time it came out i got it you know years later and like to me those types of things you know kind of like andrew's kith stuff right and and packer stuff it's like seeing a big brand recognize your local store like as sneakerheads we all kind of see kith and packer all the time but the general public doesn't know you know maybe kith right they're kind of like the biggest of of the streetwear you know fashion side they got uh, Steve Bus- uh, Buscemi modeling for them now. That that, yeah, that was amazing. amazing. It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, Kith is obviously massive at this point, right? But like, they started doing the same things that a lot of these really small boutiques did, right? Like, work yep. of the work of the brand, try to do something that's different than everybody else, and at least in some way or another, right? Whether it's the model that you pick or the the way you st- tell the stories, and just keep going until you're like, you know. I find what I find um, about collaborators really interesting is just the uh, the evolution of what the uh, the major brands are working with. Uh, say like a Jordan brand, for example, like they didn't do collaborations for the longest time. Like they did, they did the undefeateds and the M M&M and M fours in the early two thousands or mid two thousands, and that's about it for a really long time. Um, at least that I can remember right now, but now it's a really regular thing. Like you have Union, you have Off-White, there was PSNY for a while, Um, Cause did a couple fours, which is still insane. Levi's. Um, What was that? Levi's. Levi's, yeah. Levi's did did some fours too, which are really, really fantastic. And just to see like the evolution of who they work with, like maybe they'll work with this company for a while, maybe they'll, and then they fall off. But uh, like those Stussy's that Chris has, like Stussy is the person or like the group with Nike. Like they've been, it's Stussy, Atmos, and um, Fragment are like the three that Nike has worked with the longest. And they just keep going and they're still making exciting things. The the Stussy uh, Air Force Ones from last year, two years ago, were huge. Like that was one of the best releases of the year. And it, it's really cool to see a brand still doing really cool stuff uh, whenever they've been working together so long. What do you guys think about, I mean, I, I feel like there's collaborations coming out that I don't really get. Um, I, I'm thinking like USPS putting out its own like, you know, fashion streetwear clothing line with some streetwear brand for fashion week. Yeah, or like IKEA. It might have. I don't think it was with H. I don't know. Um, I don't think the most recent one was with H and M, but they had something on like Paris Fashion Week. It was Forever, Um, if I recall correctly. Forever Twenty One. I love it all. That's my opinion. I love it all. I'm. I like. Am I? You got a brand. You want to have some cool like thing going on? Sweet. Give me. Do it. Buy uh, USPS vans, and I'd be happy. I'm bummed that I missed that launch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got the first yeah. ones. Yeah, I wanted the vans, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, all the like NASA stuff that's hitting right now. Well, like in the past like five years, I'm like, man, I was like a 12 year old obsessed with space. Why? Why didn't this exist in 1994? You know, and I was just like, come on. <laughs> I think it was just collectively everyone that was that little kid 
in now in a position making those to, choices now. I mean, exactly. And that, yeah, and exa exactly, exactly. And it's awesome. And they're selling them to all of us who have, you know, jobs who are like nostalgia is a drug. And now we're gonna have all those shoes. <laughs> yeah, and people make are no sense, but I love them. Yeah. yeah, people are just less afraid to be their true selves now, which is <laughs> yeah. really great, and just embrace their nerdy selves. Yeah, I mean, like it's impossible. Like if you really, if you really slow down and think about it, it's impossible to not appreciate the USPS. Like if you can't appreciate that you can take like 50 cents or a dollar and send something from Sacramento to Pittsburgh or Vegas or Nebraska or Seattle, like that's nuts. I am pissed my delivery person did not pick up the mail that I put in my mail for pick today. But otherwise, yeah, it is like <laughs> hey, let's let's cut him some slack. System that is like, you know, it's efficient, it's incredibly affordable. I mean, it's it's really quite nuts. I forget who I was talking about, but I was literally talking about that like within the last few weeks and I was like, just think about that. Could you convince any one of your friends to take a letter? Across the country for under a dollar. <laughs> for 59 cents, right? Isn't that how much it costs? It's like crazy. Yeah. It's crazy town. It's wild. It's not not to bring politics into it, but I remember uh, it was a couple of years ago, people wanted to like stop like or like ban the postal service or whatever. Yeah, they, like, they, yeah, they wanted was, Amazon like they, to take over the postal service. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like really think about that. Like, yeah, people got to get their stuff. Like people have medicine, they got to get prescriptions sneakers <laughs> yeah like just as important as thing, the first one something a lot of people don't realize is that uh fedex and ups actually do a lot of business with the usps for their final leg service so if you're like in a rural really rural area ups and fedex aren't going to bother going back there they're going to pay the post office 10 bucks it's like hey you finish this you finish this off you take it there yep because they're exactly. already going there every day, right? Exactly. Like, that's, the, that's the crazy thing. Except for yeah. my except for my mailbox in front of my house. Today was not the day they wanted to go there. <laughs> but that's fine. They're like, sorry, really not today. Yeah, they're like, yeah. you don't yeah. need to send that baseball card to your friend in Los Angeles. That's you don't have to do that. That's you know. Yeah. Not today. Well, so I have a question, Bradley, because that made me think. Uh, you know, coming back to Sacramento, I live in the suburbs. Not something I would have ever thought would happen to me in my lifetime, but life happens. You end up in the suburbs. You go to Costco regularly. I Costco's a magical place. It is. <laughs> it's it's like it's terrible and wonderful and all of those things all wrapped up into one. And you can buy a Kirkland Signature Series sweatshirt, right? And like I see that, and I'm like, there's no way I could wear that shirt. Yes, there is. One hundred percent, you can. But yeah, like my girlfriend, Cam, if you're listening, watching, she's like, I would wear one. Yeah, let's look at him, you know, like and like to, to to your question. Right. I think that's the interesting thing. Like we're we're all so. Like as much as like we're like heavy into like fashion, streetwear, sneakers, all these like very like maybe niche things and very specific things We're like, oh, I found this and it's the coolest thing, but it's only cool to like 150 people. Right. Like. There's like that, millions of people out there that have no idea what it is and why it's important to you. But at the same time, everybody else is like doing the same thing or the, or the you know, kind of the opposite, where it's like, oh, I just really like everything, right? Like everything that I like can now become a wearable or collectible thing, no matter what it is. You know, it's like, I'm sure like 
you know, like I'm thinking about like if I was like the experience of like working in like restaurants or something, right? I worked at Chili's and a bunch of different other restaurants throughout my life. Like I would never want to wear like a Chili's t-shirt, but like, you know, if I would it totally was, buy one. But if it was like <laughs> eleven thirty or twelve o'clock and I was going out to the bar with friends from work, I'd be wearing a Chili's shirt anyway. So why not? <laughs> I've been to Chili's over a hundred times in my life, and I would totally buy a Chili's uh, (laughs) sweatshirt or something. Oh, man. Speaking of things I would wear that I probably should not admit to on a live stream to whoever watches this, Taco Bell right now has the greatest (laughs) uniforms of any company. Like, I don't want to work at a Taco Bell, but I love Taco Bell. And I would literally get a job just to get like four or five free shirts. Wait, what do their shirts look like? I I have they're like colored like logos and like just whoever does their their like team apparel stuff is like they should they should start their own streetwear brand. They have their own like merch and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've got a burrito blanket. Yeah. I don't know how available their <laughs> merch is, right? Like as far as their shirts and stuff. I mean, you can go get like married at the Taco Bell experience in Palm Springs these days, but like, you know, as far as a shirt goes, what where can you buy it? Can you buy it right now? I don't, I don't think, think you can buy it. I don't think you can either. Maybe maybe someone's selling one on eBay. That's amazing. That probably would be true. I, I mean, I, I used to work at Apple retail long ago, right? And you'd get every season you'd get shirts and there's people would just ask you if they could have your shirt and you're like well i gotta wear it i work here excuse me (laughs) you know like (laughs) you know what nick i'm not gonna lie uh i really like those in and out mesh trucker hats see yeah i I really like they don't sell them like to the public and they do sell merch right like they do have yeah it's not fucking reason i can't put my part of my french but I just really like that hat. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like with streetwear, sneakers, we can kind of get in our own heads a little too much about, you know, what's cool. And I know it's like, it's really cool for us to learn about like the history and how like these individual pieces fit in within a subculture. But also, like, we all do these, like, we buy these things and we talk about it just because we like them, you know? Like, at the end of the end of the day, like, somebody who's walking into, like, I don't know, uh, one of these resale stores, like, around two and just looking at a shoe and being like, I really like that, you know? Uh, they may not know the significance or, you know, whatever behind it or why it's cool, but I, I feel like that's that's something definitely to be recognized. Like Nick, when you talk about your girlfriend liking a Kirkland, you know, shirt, and I would totally rock one too, but it's just like, yeah, that's sometimes I feel like, uh, like we think too much, like too hard about these things, take it too seriously. Um, oh, totally, totally. And and that's why like, I, I mean, I am like, in terms of like the internet's definition of a sneakerhead, I am totally the worst person on the planet. Like I just bought those, I, I bought, Two more pairs of Adidas ZX8000 neighborhood. <laughs> like I have four pairs now, two whites, two blacks. And like I wear the black pair. No joke, like six out of seven days, if not, <laughs> if not more, right? <laughs> <You can't. laughs> yeah. 
Cam, I will wear that same sweater for sure. We need a sneaker history Kirkland collab. That's what we need, right? Make it happen. How do we do that? No, it's yeah, it was like it, four I mean, years ago. I almost uh, got a lip tattoo of Kirkland. My friend uh, was like, "I'll pay for it. You just gotta just go get it." I was real close. I had to get. I had to get backed off of that ledge. <laughs> no one would have ever known, except for today. It would have been the yeah. big like online reveal of a Kirkland tattoo. <laughs> Yeah. somebody's got to have one like somebody's got i mean maybe not a lip tattoo but... i mean just just imagine revealing like that tattoo on a tiktok you'd go viral instantly yeah <laughs> those lip tattoos fade really quick I'm glad, uh, you didn't take up that offer bradley <laughs> <laughs> me too me too <laughs> so Brad, bradley i gotta i gotta ask well you could you can do rocking and copping but i would i would love to see those new trainer ones that you got those oh, trainers are so sick. They are amazing. Oh, guys. Mine are already in the sneaker closet, but they are so cool. Uh, these are way cooler in person, guys. Like this mid panel, like it's so, it's, it's so cool. Um, I feel like the pictures online don't really uh, do it justice. Um, but like guys like the the laces the the blue is like the perfect shade of blue um yeah I, it kind of gives me like the i mean i don't own any travis scott shoes but it kind of gives me like that um what's that one the 270 or something what was the one with the bubble in the back yeah, yeah. the palette is the same right yeah like, yeah yeah. yeah, they're really cool. It reminds me of the Nike Air Pillar. Oh with, yeah, a little bit, huh? Reminds me of the yeah. Air Pillar with the uh the the I hate to say it, but the Travis Scott color palette. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like those overlay things are kind of like the pillar. Remind me of the pillar. The, I just the love like the crazy three M on it. Super exactly, exactly yeah. It. yeah, it's they're really I, I would size up for anyone who's looking to buy them a half size at least i wish mine were an 11 and a half and they're only an 11 but i really like the the 3m how it's kind of like broken up like that because it, it pops a little more than i feel like traditionally a lot of shoes of 3m are like streaks like solid streaks of it um so i thought that was a really nice touch that they did but yes they are a little a little tight yeah, the lighting in your room too just makes them shine. It's amazing. It's yeah. Perfect. It it really goes to show like whenever Nike, like in-house Nike special projects is just trying to make a cool ass shoe, they can knock it out of the park no matter what. Like if they want to, they can fucking do it. Yeah, and that that's what's crazy. You could really tell, like, I mean, this is gonna be like the hundredth time that I've shit on the panda dunk, but like, you know, it's really like night and day like what they can sell um, and the amount of effort that they, they, they know they have to put into something. Um, so anyways, I'll do the, I'll, other, uh, oh, did the other colorway that come out yet. Or is it just that colorway that's come out so far? Cause there's like a grayish blue one too, right? I, I remember it, uh, like a gray silver one coming. Yeah. I, Yo, I, what, I mean, what I is this air it. trainer one called? Like I, which one? Yeah, what's the what's the name of that Air Trainer one? Like I, I think it's just like the Trainer One SP or something like that. Oh, okay. It's not like an actual name. It's like just like a couple letters after the, it's like 
SP or or something similar. Yeah, like QSSP, I, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I can look. Yeah. But yeah, like the fervor around just like something that is like so far that's been one like one of the more not one of the most hyped shoes this year, but a shoe I've seen a lot of people talk about and are all buying and are all wearing. Like people on Twitter, uh, a couple friends of mine on Instagram, a couple people on Discord, like a lot of people I know have gotten that shoe and they're all stoked with it. So that, that's great to see just like uh, an inline Nike SP thing still hit like that. I'm glad Nike's found a way to uh, kind of get really contemporary with the Air Trainer one. Yeah. Yeah. Air Trainer, like a really great sneaker, but it's very, uh, how do I put this? Not not necessarily bland. There's just not a lot going on on the shoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah, it's interesting how many times they've tried to do things with the trainers line, and like, I feel like they do a really good job every time, but nothing, like it's all like very like specific. Where it's like, okay, in two thousand nine, we're gonna make this version of the trainer one, and it's gonna run for like twelve months, and then we're gonna just it's gonna disappear, and then we're gonna come out with one in like twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen, and then we're gonna do one in twenty twenty two, and like each time it's really good. And each time I just, I want like to see like a little bit more, like expand on it, you know, like if that colorway did so well, like, and we're talking about it, like they should be able to go, okay, cool. Like people love this. Let's do like either like a handful of more colorways or maybe make variants of it, you know, like make different straps and stuff like that. I thought the Saquons that they released earlier this year were were pretty amazing. And I don't were those trainer threes or those were those trainer great. one? I think they were the ones, right? Threes? I thought they were threes. Yeah. Or two. Or I don't know. But, right. But, but like I think if they and I thought those were fairly popular in the sense of like people gobbled those up. But hmm. yeah, I mean, I think to Nick's point, you know, like put out a whole line, right? Put out we're all waiting for cool shoes to come back. I mean, I, I think yeah. that like, like with different fashion styles becoming more like popular now, like the whole like uh, utility kind of look or uh, you know, outdoor wear. Yeah, Gorp Core, like Arcteryx being like the new Gucci or whatever. Um, you know, and, and Nike's always done like a really good job with uh creating or like updating models to be more like utility focused or like tech looking you know um a lot of their acg stuff is awesome right um even when they when they did the the updated air force like highs and stuff like i thought those are super cool yeah um I, I just feel like there's so much that they've got, like like the Nike Lab stuff that's like super cool. Yeah, the, it, it's interesting because like I think we've talked a little bit about our Dalton and I have talked about it, but like the the Nike Lab stuff and like the Nike ATG stuff and like the connection with acronym and Arelson being a part of that internally is like to to like the the collaboration conversation, right? It's proof that like the right people will always make a difference at a brand. Like even if it's a temporary partnership and it's like, okay, cool. Arelson is going to come be a part of Nike ACG or Nike lab for, you know, a year or two, three years, whatever it is. But like, you can, you can see the, the, like 
expansion of the, of the mindset for all of those people that worked on it. And like that shoe, I think is a result of that, right? It's like, it's, it's just outside of the comfort zone of like the traditionalists that want like the trainer one in its like original form. And like, it's just enough of like, you know, on trend and like pushing just to, you know, it's, it's not like a, it's crazy, but like take away the 3M and it's, it doesn't look that crazy. Right. But then once you get the 3M, you get the strap, it's like, oh, wow, this looks like something that should have been a, an Arcteryx collab or a Stone Island collab or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's really great to see, like, you can really see the ACG apparel, like, even today, take the cues of it. Like, look at the uh, ACG Smith Summit pants. Like, those yeah. are such a such great design. Like, I really, really want a pair of those. They're just, they're so good. Um, and it definitely has that technical, um, it's not quite tech wear, like it's not quite far enough in any direction, but everyone that likes those aesthetics, like that is into tech wear, that's into the Gorp core shit, they all can converge on this and get it. And that's what Nike really does well, where it's like, it, it's just a really great design that appeals to a couple different, uh, a couple different niche fashion styles right now and they're really good at pick at uh, figuring out what's going to be popular soon like nike is always on it like right whenever it's kicking off I mean, yeah it talks about the media for upcoming releases it's always like a single aesthetic See like a uh, hiking kind of outfit, right? Uh, with the, the hiking shoe, um, but and I feel like with the with the course, uh, can really do that, and because it just seems so effortless, almost. Um, you can have these. You know, you can really just swear what we'll see people on Instagram who are able to make it look so good, uh, even when it seems like it's flashing. Um, I wish the, you saw more of that. Yeah. One of the best accounts for that is uh, this French DJ called Techie Latex, T E K I L A T E X. The dude's super fucking cool. Uh, I recommend following him. He posts amazing outfits. Dude, I, I got to see more of you guys' fits. I feel like we always do, what did you wear today? But I never get to see anything but the shoes. It was really cool this week's top 10 to see all your guys' like uh, pieces and stuff, like clothing pieces. I'll, I'll post one tomorrow because I've, I've got an outfit I want to wear tomorrow. I'm going to a car show. Yeah, I, I throw full fit picks like once every... I was doing... I was going a while or posting those for a while and then I stopped. <laughs> I'm not wearing anything other than sweatpants. It's 2022. Are you guys actually like putting on? <laughs> I know. Clothes? I was thinking the same thing. I right? I'm like, shit, I'm not going out of my house. I no, put on a clean like, shirt know. just for this show. <laughs> right? You know? <laughs> yeah. This is what I wore to Taco Bell when I, before I got here. So this was just the Taco I'm just going to need to go get Taco Bell after we're done here. This is what it's, you know, and it's, you know. The real question is where is Exit Pizza? They said they were gonna brought it back. They said they were gonna bring it back, and 
nowhere to be found. I haven't seen it yet. I know I I I, I saw it like March in somebody's blog post a while back, but I don't I don't trust it, any of the Taco Bell predictions because it's, it's on the website. It's oh, on, it is. It's on the website, oh, but see. it's no nowhere to be found. Well, I, I mean, I guess I know where I'm going after we're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> like, there's a Taco Bell by my work. And uh, right around lunchtime, my coworker hit me up and be like, yo, it's going to be Taco Bell. And I'll just scour just the menu. And I'm like, it's not there. And I, I don't feel the I don't feel obliged to ask employees and be like, where's the Mexican pizza? And they'll just be like, I don't fucking know. I just work at the bottom of the chain. <laughs> guys, it oh, pains man, me to hear you guys. Want to go to Taco Bell when y'all live in places that have Mexican food? Because here in Seattle, we do not have Mexican food. And <laughs> it, it pains me. <laughs> Taco Bell is its own category of food. Yeah, it doesn't really, it doesn't truly fall under like the Mexican food category for me. It's definitely it's, not it's, Mexican food. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, I, and and Julie knows, and Cam, Cam I saw Cam in the chat, like, I, I, I would literally eat burritos two or three meals a day if I didn't have other humans in my life. <laughs> it's the perfect food, you know. Yeah, it is. Also, and also going shout back out to TikTok, the, now I just the, watch how to do things cheaper and quicker and more air fryer and yeah, like so. I mean, I was just going to say shout out to the uh, cheesy or whatever they're called, cheesy Fiesta potatoes that are back. Cause I know uh, you and I and Cam <laughs> talked a lot about it in like 2018. So here we are We're you know, we can go get those nowadays. So yep. you know, it's, it's a good day. Yeah. As, as long as they never get rid of the cheesy gordita crunch, I'm happy. I do like the cheesy gordita crunch. I that. Yeah, that, that's my favorite item there. No <laughs> doubt. Yeah. Bradley's like, no. <laughs> Chili's a bust for, for Bradley. That's it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. The Chili's, the Panda Express, that's that's me right there. Oh, so I guess God. I have, I gotta get off my high horse and uh <laughs> realize that Taco Bell's its own lane too. <laughs> did you pick up anything else or did you do you want to share anything that you wore recently, Bradley? Dude, check it. Check out these. Uh, this is what I'm wearing right now. Oh my, my favorite slides, the Riri's. Nice. Had these for a while now, and uh, congratulations to ASAP Rocky and uh, Rihanna for having that baby on the way. Um, got these finally. Very, very happy about this. So um, welcome to the club. I feel like seeing you guys wear them like every day is just like I had to um let's see I uh yeah, quit playing bro <laughs> <laughs> I got these uh Carhoos the um oh, very nice those are this awesome. is like a new colorway that just came out they're actually uh if you buy them on their website the they're donating a good portion of the proceeds to planting trees and stuff and you can kind of get like the geolocation of your tree i guess um kind of cool uh but i just thought that the the mint color was really really nice and the the lining is is mint as well um but i i've, I've been loving cars recently and as you guys know i'm posting a lot of those um got one more here 
Air Max 90, lemon drop. Those look so nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you guys a close up. These are awesome. Um, they uh, they were like a Europe drop, I think. Um, so luckily I was able to find a 12 and a half on GOAT. Um, but this is just such a, I'm so excited to wear this in the summer. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's a beautiful colorway. We're talking about like GRs, like getting better and better. And man, that's like, that's definitely an example for me. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's uh, oh, oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, guys. All right, I got two more. I got two more. That's it. Uh, the feature Salconies Shadow 6000. Like, come on. The, the details on this thing, uh, like the, uh, like it's it's like a poker chip um they're so good that that whole line that whole yeah. was so great the materials on this are so so great like the the horse hair uh and the the little velvet kind of like reminding you of the um like a poker table with the hairy suede on the back even like these laces are really cool um and they say lucky you on the on the inside but yeah this is, is definitely that, like that, one of my favorites is that what's that reflective too like the little uh um heel clip yeah is that reflective no uh it's just it's suede and then leather so okay, it's, suede it's on the bottom it's just kind of shiny yeah just kind of shiny um oh, yeah. the saucony's embroidered in the green um i just feel like this is such a high quality like sneaker and all like the these saucony collabs are just super high quality um there's i forget i saw a pair today like a black and gray pair um that the details just look amazing so i feel like saucony's been doing a lot recently and uh they should be definitely getting more attention so man, you sh you should have been there or were you collecting sneakers in like 2013 14 uh that's i kind of took a break um i really like picked it up again in 2014 um okay, okay so that softening was still doing big stuff then okay yeah feature actually let their uh when they were doing the first saconis sucking whatever sorry not sorry Sockney. Saucony, I guess, yeah. Uh, when they were when Feature was doing the first Saucony, they had like a lot of their like uh, senior employees kind of pick what they were gonna do and formulate how they were gonna uh, execute the sneaker design. Like I think, if I remember correctly, the second the Barney, the second one was supposed to be like purple denim. I think they did a purple one. Yeah, I think. They yeah, did it was the Barney orig like originally. Uh, my buddy who no longer works there. He was telling me that uh, I think it was supposed to be purple denim, if I remember correctly. That's cool. Yeah, I'm a fan of the feature Saucony or Saucony stuff. Uh, the first one I had for a while and was wearing like every other day. The the high roller, it's a great shoe. They're and they're that's super like the, comfortable too. Totally, I was just gonna say like that's I think the the was the first high roller the G9 like the black yeah. with the pink. Yeah, yeah. I have that one and the I mean. I mean, those so, are great. Yeah. Good color block. Everything was flawless. Yeah. And most of those, like, 
I think because the, Saucony is like probably one of my favorite like brands just because it's still kind of low key, even the collabs. Like it's you're not fighting like masses of people to get them and people forget about them really quickly. Right. Like if they didn't get them, they don't go back to get them. So you can find like new or like maybe lightly worn pairs on Grailed on eBay for like, you know, 80 bucks. And like, I don't think you could find another brand, especially like with the, the quality that, you know, that those collaborations are usually at for that price. It's like compares. The, the one exception to that is the uh, probably not the ones I want the most, but they're up there are the uh, the only in Soho foot patrols <sighs> out of 6,000. Yeah, those are those nice. are insanely good, but people still want hundreds for them. It's like an upgraded version of the ultramarine Hirachi light. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a really good comparison. Like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure, like, that was the inspiration. I don't know if that was, like, they, like, it's, in my opinion, it's pretty apparent. I don't know if that was uh, the case or not. I mean, I could see them doing that, because the Hirachi Light is a pretty, that's a, that's a, a choose more popular in Britain than here. Yeah. Probably. All right. So, we've been talking. I don't know why my camera's acting up. There we go. We've been talking about all these collabs. We've been on here for a little over for an hour. We're going to wrap up, but I'm going to ask you all, if you were given a collaboration, what shoe would it be with what brand? Just tomorrow. <sighs> Dalton, I know Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I even have a, like, I don't know what I'd do with it, though, because I don't know if I could do better. I might want to do something else, actually. I. I have this love of denim shoes and I wouldn't want to just do like a denim purple half cab. Cause like that's, that's biting on like the information one just, which is like one of my favorite shoes ever. Um, so I, I'm trying to think of something, but it, I'd probably want to do a half cab. Like that'd be so fucking sick to get my own. And that's why I'm so mad that they never put it on um, Vans custom site. Cause I'd have bought like 30 pairs of those by now. <laughs> Oh, it's someone else. Yeah. Not, it's not something yeah. answered off the fly. <laughs> it's actually a, a much tougher question, right? Because like, that's exactly what Dalton said is what I get into. Right. Of course. Like I would say a Reebok question or a Jordan three or Chuck's like the shoes that I love, but also like, I don't know. Like I've never, I've never really made a shoe. Like I don't want to mess it up. Like if I make a shoe that doesn't live up to the others of that shoe that I already have and love, I'm just going to be disappointed, you know? So like, I think I would probably do something a little bit further outside of my norm. Right. Like, like the ZX 8,000 is one of my favorite shoes. There's some behind me on the wall there. Like I would, I love that shoe, but like, I also don't think, I would do anything better than that neighborhood undefeated shoe for me personally, black, like ballistic woven that looks like carbon fiber gum sole, like stash pocket in the tongue. Honestly, like the only thing I would say that I would do differently was add a bunch of 3M to it. Otherwise that's almost the exact shoe I would make if they had any option on 
you know, like my Adidas or whatever it used to be called. I'm kind of thinking along the same lines as you, Nick. Like, I mean, I don't think I could make any of the shoes that I have here like that much better. I mean, it'd probably come out worse. Um, but I've been running a lot recently and shout out Sneaker History Run Club. Um, hey. But uh, the uh, I would do like a Brooks shoe, you know? Like something oh, that, that I'd cool. actually like, like I actually run in Brooks and they're so fucking ugly. Um, like, are you, are God. you a glycerin man? Yeah, I am a glycerin fan. Um, yep. But that I'm shoe wondering. is just, it's so ugly. I just had to find the least offensive, you know, version that I could wear. And I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Like, you know, we think about shoes as like a piece of fashion, right? Um, but for a lot, for most people, shoes are functional. Um, but why shouldn't they also look really cool for something that's so functional? So, well, is actually doing that kind of because Hoka has worked with like engineered garments. They've done a couple other brands and they've done really <laughs> interesting collabs on, uh, their performance models which is really interesting i know uh, matt mcdonald like he uh he has some of those and he loves them and they're super fucking cool man yeah, yeah looks, man. just send him an email it's like hey i want to do something cool with you guys i think i'm gonna pick either i'm t- i'm torn between a 70s chuck taylor or a like a like a a, a chunky 90s van silhouette I don't know what I'd do, but that's as far as I got. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go the Jonah Hill route, right? And go with the classic Adidas line that is, that you can, you know, use really good materials on and they're super comfy. I mean, I have the Sambas that he did that are so great. Like, I wish I have all the colors. I just have the brown pair, but uh, they're amazing. Yeah, that's a good choice. I I think that's the other thing too, like, I would love to know, you know, kind of like to to what you were talking about, Bradley, with like Brooks. Is it that the running the group that's in charge of running or performance doesn't like care or think about those things? Or do they look at it and think like, oh, this looks cool. I want to run in this because that's like. Oh, um, I was gonna say, I think what it is is that every year they come out with a new one, right? So they're on the the glycerin nineteen or whatever, right? They had the glycerin eighteen last year, and they come out with like maybe three colorways, right? And they know that the more colorways we make, right, the crazier the colorways are, the harder it is to sell to somebody who just wants an inoffensive sneaker, right? They're just going to make like an all black or an all white, you know, with some slight variation because, so, yeah. Have, have you ever sell worked it. in sneaker retail? Has anyone here worked sneaker retail in like a, a finish line or anything? All right. So whenever I worked at finish line, we sold a ton of Brooks and a ton of Asics. And let me tell you, People who like running a lot of times absolutely loved those crazy bright colors. Um, there were a lot of uh, Asics Gel Kayano like 25s 
that were just like a, a, a vomit of every neon color all at once. And those things flew off the shelves. Like people that were into running, they liked the brightest shit pop possible. And well, I think that, that's still oh, so, true. Yeah, I was just going to say the, the ASICs lines this year that they announced were, it, I mean, I was like, oh man, they put so much color on these. I like them. Right. Which mm -hmm. is like, you know, they were, they were like neon signs. And I was like, yes, maybe I should get a pair of ASICs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not the targeted yeah. runner, but um, yeah. So I feel like, but to, you know, Bradley's points, like if you look at the like new balance uh, Boston marathon line that they do every year. Right. And that's, you know, a, one that evolves with every uh, colorway and they're super subtle, but like color blocking is great, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting Venn diagram. Yeah. 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 And I love like bright shoes, you know, like you probably worked at finish line when they sold the, 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 uh, ASICs Trinusa, the like triathlon shoe. Yep. And those, sho those shoes are just wild. Like it's literally they, they just splatters like, of paint. They were like the color of my mouse pad here. Yeah, like, exactly. Every color possible. Yep. And, and I think that's the interesting thing, right? It's not just necessarily like performance running versus not, although Joe had a great point. So you don't get hit by cars, <laughs> but yeah. like, even like Julie's example with uh, Adidas and uh, um, Jonah Hill, right? Jonah like, Hill, yeah. Like I have a pair, I have, I can't reach them, but I have a pair of like regular old Sambas that I wear once in a while and they're terrible, right? Like they're classic to me. So it's like, you know, it's like a Jordan one, right? It doesn't really matter. It's classic. You wear it. It's going to be uncomfortable, but the materials on it are not that great. It's just a shoe that I have and like, it's okay. It gets the job done. Like, you know, it's like what we were talking about earlier. Like sometimes you just wear the shoe and like, it just does what you need it to do. It does, like it's not, but like that also means that like there are people at Adidas or, you know, wherever, whatever company, I'm just using Adidas as an example. Cause you talked about the Jonah Hills that you can take an absolutely normal shoe and give it great materials, great colors, and transform it into something that people actually like really feel passionate about. And I think that's just really interesting. Cause like, like I feel like this is like maybe too uppity of an opinion, but like if somebody likes a Samba and just wants the regular color Samba, why can't they just get like the regular color Samba in good materials? You know, like the, just because a person is not like a diehard sneakerhead doesn't mean they shouldn't be able to buy an $80 shoe that's made out of good materials. Or maybe they pay a little extra. They they pay a hundred for it. They get like a white and black samba or a black and white samba, and it's made out of nicer materials. You know, like I think we have this weird like in-between space where it's like the brands treat, and you know, maybe this is partly to the retailers, right? Because they determine a lot of those, like, you know, to, to Dalton's point about what sells, like they determine what those buys are in such large quantities. Foot Locker says we're gonna buy you know, 200,000 superstars over the course of 18 months. And Adidas is like, cool, we're going to make 200,000 superstars for you then. But like, just because somebody's like not die hard into sneakers doesn't mean they shouldn't be able to get like your average colorway of a classic shoe in like decent materials. And I think there's this weird like missing piece in the market right now of like, you know, the idea of like the person that I think of that would buy a Samba, for instance, it's just kind of like your average person that was probably either played soccer in them at some point or, you know, likes the look of a, a slimmer kind of, you know, more sleek 
design. And that that's kind of weird that they wouldn't have the option to get like a nicer kind of like normal looking, I'll quote, you know, air quote, normal looking shoe. But Nick, I don't, don't, know. don't you think like that there are brands that maybe aren't traditional like sneaker brands that we think about that do play in that space though, like common projects, alternatives, um, greats or Koyos or something, right? Um, yeah, totally. Alan Edmonds or, you know, stuff like that, that, I mean, they're basic, you know, looking sneakers, but just like high quality materials. Um, I, I, I think, well, with sneakers, I think there's a lot of brand loyalty, even for people that aren't into sneakers. They're like, I, the amount of people I've met that just like, I only wear Vans or I only wear Adidas and they have like two or three models that they only go for yeah. is pretty high. And I think a lot of them are unwilling to go to these brands. Like, why would I get that? It doesn't say Adidas on it or it doesn't have three stripes on it, which I, I get both sides of it. Like the, the grades and the common projects have always been curious to me, but like, I don't want something that looks like a Stan Smith. I want a Stan Smith and I want it to have a thin tongue and I want it to look like an old school Stan Smith. Yeah, that's an interesting point. And I, I do think that, you know, like, I think there is definitely a, a gen, like a, a more generic looking shoe shopper, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, is not a dig in any way because I actually really like the brand, but like Allbirds is a great example. Like the shoes are very simple. Like they don't have like something that that like most people are not going to recognize that shoe and be like, oh, it's an Allbirds shoe, right? Because the design is like very similar to a lot of environmentally focused brands. Like there's a lot of brands that are coming out now that are like trying to create that simple shoe that's like not a Vans shoe, but like not a like high-tech running shoe but also sustainable or you know like and i think those are like they're kind of in that conversation too right but like to dalton's point if somebody has that brand loyalty and they're like oh, i have a little bit of nostalgia for the three stripes because i remember them as a kid you know i'm just like that it and and i could be totally off because like honestly like my pair of sambas is you know five or six years old at this point but like, I just don't ever remember seeing like those average pairs of shoes. And I would say this for every brand. Like, I don't ever remember seeing like normal, like Air Force Ones sitting on the shelf when you walk into a Foot Locker and think, wow, these are great quality, right? And I wonder if every, if ever like there's thoughts of that for people at the brands to like, you know, you might get people to buy more shoes or to be more actively advocating the brand if you had the, you know the the better materials on a shoe like that. I don't know. I'm with you, Joe. By the way, I'm with you. <laughs> Joe said, "If you're wearing all Allbirds, you don't care about shoes." Yeah, I also have a strong distaste for the Allbirds. I, I am anti Allbirds because tech bros are pro Allbirds, and I don't like tech bros. Is it the advertising? Is it that they, that they that they targeted all of us? And you know, uh, what you know, where does the hate stem from? I, that's a good one. I mean, this is a good a good analogy, right? Joe says Allbirds are the simple of this day and age. Un hashtag unpopular sneaker opinion. I mean, and like to that point, like that's why like I love this community that we have because I know for a fact that Greg 
Gregatron is like a crazy simple shoes fan. So like, you know, yeah, I don't know. And and I wasn't like Allbirds is the is like the you know like they're the the top of the you know hierarchy when it comes to those types of shoes because they're the most talked about and you know the most worn. Maybe I don't know. But like there are a lot of brands that are doing similar things to them. Maybe not collaborating with Adidas because that was obviously a pretty crazy thing to see but yeah <laughs> Jig, Jig's friend broke up with greg oh <laughs> man brutal <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong the the Allbirds, like you know adidas stuff is great and you know i love that they're pushing like this sustainable sneaker and everything that they're doing in terms of you know how do we you know make a shoe out of a material that is uh you know, grown from plants or, you know, how do we make it recyclable or fully recyclable? Um, I think that's all like really great stuff, especially for like a shoe that's being like a mass market shoe. Right. But the design, man, like the lack of storytelling, it's just the lack of design. Just, it, it's just, I mean, for, for people like us who are so into sneakers and like, you know, that, entire aspect of it it's kind of the uh opposite of what we would want to see but i speak for the group but you know incorrectly you know but you know (laughs) i I feel like that that shoe is for the person that that has to go on to r slash male fashion advice to figure out how to dress on a daily basis (laughs) that is meant to be an insult (laughs) (laughs) great Wait, I'm not supposed to get fashion advice from Reddit? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I can't speak about fashion. I've literally worn the same thing since I was like 12 years old. It's <laughs> usually a pair of Dickies or Ben Davis pants or shorts. It's usually a t-shirt or a hoodie from a skate shop or a brand that I like support with all my heart and soul. And a pair of sneakers and a Giants hat. But, I don't have a Giants hat on tonight, so... So today I'm actually being fashionable because I didn't wear a Giants hat. Like I'm wearing what Side Love hat instead. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was driving down the the highway the other day, so I'm turning 40 soon, and I was like, I was in a hoodie and like a baseball hat, and I was like, when I was growing up, like 40 year olds didn't wear this, right? And I'm just like, yeah, I'm I'm totally fine to still be wearing this when I'm 80, right? Like I'm comfortable. Yeah, you know. People like the hats. People like my sweatshirts. Like I'm like, okay, cool. Even if they didn't, I'd be like, yeah, I do. So that's cool. You know? Dude, the I saw some one of the new Giants jerseys, and I'm sorry, Nick, but that it's it's that really weird G logo Giants jersey, and it is so ugly. Why did they go with that? What is the history of that like script G? Yeah, it looks so bad. I don't know. I, I think their other jerseys are good, but like, man, that one, I, I was so confused when I saw that. <laughs> don't, don't do it, Julie. But, don't I mean, turn I, It's I'll not as great as people try to tell That's fine. You know, that's totally fine. I'll, I'll be like Betty White. I'll be celebrating the like first anniversary of my 39th birthday, right? Just forever. Yeah. It'll be the third anniversary, <laughs> you know. I like that idea. Uh, it turns out I was also wrong about how old I was for like the last month. I, I thought I was 28. I'm actually 27. 
sometimes math is hard and like you're like wait what huh i you just know, forgot like, yeah I, I i've been messing it up for years and honestly i watched uh the first episode of of uh mrs mazel last night and you know there's a scene there's a scene in there about birthdays and changing kids birthdays so who knows when our birthdays actually were right <laughs> actually like were, right Parents, grandparents, they might just conveniently change the dates and years just to fit their schedule. Like, my 57-year-old my <laughs> mom had to call her mom, who is 87, to figure out how old she was because she couldn't remember that day. She was like, was I actually born in 1964 or what? What's going on? She was freaking out that day. It was so funny. Yeah, I, I, I'm terrible with birthdays, so I don't know. They sneak up on us, you know. Yeah, totally. All right, well, you guys want to let everybody know how they can find you? Sure, yeah. Um, follow me at Instagram at sneaker underscore Saiyan. That is sneaker underscore Saiyan, just like a Dragon Ball Saiyan. Uh, Goku wins all fights. Goku would beat Superman. <laughs> nope, we're not doing yep. this right Not in the outro. We're not doing it. <laughs> I will fight you in Discord, Dalton. All right, someone else go ahead. Yeah, you can find me underscore Juliewood on Instagram um, and on Twitter and uh, Twitch. It's just Juliewood, so um, no underscore. So I haven't streamed in a long time, though. I, I, sh I should get back on that. It's fun. Cool. Uh, you can find me on IG at Chris Hella Goes. Uh, pretty uniform handle on everything, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, etc. All that fun stuff. Chris spelled with a K. Chris with a K. Yes. <laughs> you can find me uh, on Discord. This really cool sneaker Discord uh, might be in the link of uh, Sneaker History Podcast. Uh, yeah, I'll see you guys there. <laughs> cool, cool. You can find me at Nick Ingvall, but uh, yeah, more importantly, catch us in the Sneaker History Discord. There'll be links wherever you're watching this down the road thanks for tuning in watching thank you all for sitting and chatting with me sharing all these stories and debating all these things i love doing this stuff i appreciate y'all catch you next time peace thanks hey everyone this is nick again before you take off do us a solid and head over to apple Podcasts and leave us a review give us a rating on spotify or amazon music Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel because we have even more content coming for you in 2022. Speaking of new content, we have an amazing community of sneaker enthusiasts that hang out in the Sneaker History Discord on a daily basis. While sneakers is the connection point that brought us all together, we've all discovered countless shared passions we have in common with other people within the community. We recently launched the first of a handful of new podcasts that will be coming directly from our Sneaker History community. We'll get into the details for those in a future episode, but I'm excited to share that the Exhaust Notes podcast is now live. Now, this is a show about the world of cars, racing, and other automotive-related topics. If you're a fan of Formula One, Formula Drift, cars and coffee, or you're just a weirdo like me that enjoys the smell of gasoline, I think you'll enjoy this one. If you do, add Exhaust Notes to your subscribe list so you'll be updated when we drop future episodes. As always, thank you for supporting Sneaker History, and don't forget to tell someone you like their kicks today. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. 
You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.